Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is our Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Good to see you. All thank right. You. you too. Okay. We want to talk about my least favorite. No, there's a, I have a lot of least favorites. <laughs> That's a long list. But one of the very low ones. Matter of fact, it's almost close to the Federal Reserve because they work hand in glove. And that, <clears throat> that is where they both were established in 1913. One was, uh, of course, the Federal Reserve. The other, the other was the income tax. Yeah. So they're, they're bad news. So we're going to talk about uh, the the income tax and the IRS and uh, and we didn't expect anything good to come from this new administration and yeah. we were right we were right, <laughs> <laughs> we were right again. <laughs> so, but they released a statement re uh, recently trying to reassure the people who are worried and they wanted to get reach out to our supporters so they don't get nervous and lie awake at night worrying about uh, a knock on the door. Yeah. But they've sent out a little note to remind people that they're on the people's side. Uh, they, they released a strategic operating plan to, to explain to the people what really is happening, outlining how it intends to use $80 billion in additional funding it received as us stealing it from the yeah. <laughs> taxpayer. Uh, and it came out of the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Yeah. So that's available. Maybe it'll get stopped before it's spent. Who knows? Let's hope so. And, and, but they said this is what their intentions were, the good intentions. Uh, they want to improve the taxpayer's experience. Oh, that's and nice. they, they want to do that by improving customer service <laughs> and they'll do this by hiring they initially thought we'll hire about 87,000 IRS agents so yes. that we can pass our out our good stuff you know and they want to modernize the technology and uh, and at the last one they admit the truth strengthen tax compliance uh -huh. <laughs> this is it and that might have been the reason that might have been the key to it not that we haven't complained about it before because i never liked the idea of any bureaucrat owning guns yeah because i don't like the bureaucracy yeah but anyway they uh they've had guns before but they really are moving up up on this so they uh, they have there's an article out uh, zero hedge had it in this announcement irs has spent 10 million dollars on weapons ammo and combat gear since 2020. <laughs> so uh, they're so they're pro-gun yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm, I always like to get people's attention. I am for gun control. We need to eliminate the guns of all the federal bureaucrats. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that, that is in, in the market there, but uh, there's other big things going on. The whole thing about, uh, you, you know, this, all this wokeism and, and all the chaos in uh -huh. the street and the cultural Marxism. And I think in the middle of all this, there's a plan and a strategy for a cashless society. Yeah. Uh, they've been talking about it a long time, but I think they're serious about approaching that point. And uh, also the idea of not only a national, but maybe an international cryptocurrency uh -huh. you know uh, technology is great and I believe in making sure it's legal but uh, it, it's also not uh, legal under the Constitution if it's used for dictatorial reasons yeah. and they introduce it and it's part of a, a, a one government around the world that's not very much in defense of our of our uh, national security that's sacrificing it just 
as we do with the sacrificing of our borders. So uh, that, that's in the news, and uh, I, I, I want to surprise you, Daniel, uh, even if you'd have debated this with me in office, when we were in office, uh, I'd have voted no, no on all this yeah. spending <laughs> on the IRS. <laughs> well, you know, on one hand, we've talked a lot about the militarization of the police and how that's a big problem. You know, when you give your local cops a tank, they're going to be tempted to use it. Um, but what about the militarization of, I would have thought these guys would have had those pocket things in there, you know, with pens in it and calculators. I never thought they'd be coming at us with, with tanks. Well, here's the article we're talking about. It's from American Greatness, and Zero Hedge did pick it up and tipped us off to it. But Watchdog, IRS has spent $10 million on weapons, ammo, and combat gear since 2020. It's only the first part of 2023. If you put that next one here is from the article, the organization is called Open the Books. It's a government watchdog group. And they found that the IRS spent $5 million in 2021 alone as the agency <laughs> ramped up the militarization of its agents. In the last three years, the IRS has spent a total of $2.3 million on ammo, $1.2 million on ballistic shields, <laughs> half a mil on Smith & Wesson rifles, and another half a mil on Beretta tactical shotguns, and finally a quarter of a million dollars on body armor. I, I don't know what they're doing with this. Do you? Well, they're telling us what their plans are. I mean, people are going to be very happy because the customer service is going, going to be increase. improved. Yeah. But what is their business? Oh, it's it's threatening taxpayers to pay their taxes or they'll be in big trouble. Yeah. Have you ever heard a story of people being charged with about three or four really bad crimes and they have a little trouble proving it? Yeah. So they usually get them on taxes. You yeah. know, it's almost yeah. a universal fallback on and they can get somebody on on uh, on tax evasion and that of course uh the pr big problem is the appetite by yeah. the people for big government the appetite for us uh, defending our empire and uh, a lot of people you know talk will talk tough on the irs and, and agree with what we're saying but they're not uh all that tough on doing it we're getting more republicans i think speaking yeah. out but uh, even the um, the overall republican party are very ambivalent about a non-interventionist foreign policy and a budget they they're the ones who make sure the budget gets spent uh, you know gets passed yeah. it's it is bipartisan and that that of course will uh, uh continue but they had uh, they're theoretically getting 80 billion dollars the government's getting 80 billion dollars access to biden they keep talking about how's biden going to spend it and i think how how can they get to this point of putting that money in for the uh, emergency uh, COVID episode, and yeah. all of a sudden it's Biden's money to spend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, it technically it can't be that, but it, but in reality it probably is. And that was when the story came out. Well, but what the first thing he'll do is have eighty-seven thousand. They had that in writing. Yeah. I, I think I think they have to back off there because the Republicans have put their foot down a little bit. A so. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that. That's, um, that is a real mess, but taxation, you know, we were told once long ago that hey, that's what we have to pay for civilization. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and uh, I've sort of disagreed with that statement because when I see it spent at home or abroad, it doesn't look like we're civilizing anybody. No, not at all. And I think it raises a bigger issue of, and I think it's legitimate, we may overuse the term, but I think it's part of the deep state. 
You know, they're unelected, they're bureaucrats, they're well-armed, they take on a life of their own, just like, remember, with Homeland Security. That's what you warned about when they started it. This is going to take on a life of its own. This is not going to protect us from the bad guys. It's going to turn us, call us the bad guys. And I think that's what's happening. You know, it's a bigger problem, and it's all about, I mean, as you say, it's not like they really need to, you know, get that last dollar out of granny. What they're trying to do is to enforce compliance. You know, they're trying to let you know what your place is, and you'll, you'll stay in your place. But, you know, until Americans just stand up and say we don't want to live in a kind of country where we have, you know, our, our tax collector has a tank and an A-bomb or something, you know. You, you know, part of their PR and strategy is going after the very innocent person, the grannies and yeah. the people who don't have much money. And, uh, and they they might technically find it in like catching a minister. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. Know, and and uh, he cheated $100 on his income tax or, or made a mistake of $100. Yeah, a mistake, so, yeah. But that gets in the news and people, I know some people will say, boy, if they'll even do that to a minister or this poor lady that living by herself and she has to pay. That, uh, that, uh, that, that to me is just a strategy of intimidation yeah. and uh, a form of terrorism. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the, um, if you think back, you know, it started in, in, in 1913, and I'm sure it was probably sold to them, you know, much better than I do, to the American people. Oh, this will just be a little, a couple dollars, you know. And it reminds you of that meme, how it started and how it's going. And if we can actually move ahead to and put on that picture of our favorite little IRS agents, how it started, just a couple of dollars to help fund the government, how it's going. And I know you like this picture, Dr. Paul. <laughs> Hello there. Have you filed your taxes yet? <laughs> We've come to collect. So it's 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 funny, but not funny. I guess uh, it's, it's a real, real tragedy. I think when when this happens. Uh, yeah. But you know who's to blame? Well, there's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, but the people that you have to really look for for the ultimate support about this are the special interests who be benefit big time. Yeah. And it's usually not the person that innocently is going by and says, well, I need food stamps, just yeah, send me some money. Yeah. <clears throat> and that locks them in. That locks them in as uh, uh, they have to support uh, those issues. And that's the biggest issue around is, uh, are they gonna cut our social security? Yeah. And, and you, you know, right now, uh, the Democrats use it more than the Republicans as the threat. Oh, they, they're gonna take away your social security or they're gonna reduce it. And yeah. that sort of thing. That's already into the presidential election. They're, they're using ads on this yeah. stuff. So uh, they get them and they lock them in. They become, become totally dependent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and they figure, well, I didn't start this. All I'm trying to do is survive. Yeah. And uh, in many ways, um, they're trying to survive the other things on how the government's gonna spend the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they take the money then, uh, I say they, we get hit twice. If they, they, they first take the money, which is robbery, then they, and that hurts the person they took it from, and then they spend it, and then what they spend it on, gets, they get hurt too. They write more regulations yeah. for who knows what. So uh, it's, it's not a very good uh, situation. People need to wake up, but they have to associate big government and the Federal Reserve on why we've allowed this government to get so big that you know the welfare state is out of control, yeah. the, the empire is out of control, yeah. and if you don't support it, if you didn't support uh, the, the lockdown on COVID, and if you don't support the troops overseas, you're unpatriotic, yeah. and they call you bad names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is Outrage Day, I guess, on the Liberty Report, because our next segment uh, is also an outrage. And I'm sure a lot of our viewers have seen this, Dr. Paul. 
Um, this is a piece written by our good friend Jim Bovard, and so we want to put it up and tell everyone, of course, if you're not reading Jim Bovard, you should be reading him. Uh, but he talks about this thing, and we've been kind of mulling it around for a few days. It's the squirreliest thing I've ever heard of. Biden's mortgage equity will screw up the home buying market. That's Jim's headline, and I think he's absolutely right. If we can go to the next one, um, I'll just tell you what we're talking about. If you haven't heard this, starting on May 1st, a Biden administration decree <laughs> will require adjusting mortgage calculations to penalize home buyers with a credit score of 680 and above, which is almost two-thirds of the population. This levy, this fine, will be used to reduce the costs for people with low credit scores, <laughs> i.e. risky borrowers more likely to default on mortgages. Jerry Howard, CEO of National Association of Home Builders, warns that President Joe Biden's policy, quote, could decrease home ownership among the middle class. So, Dr. Paul, I don't know what, I, I do know what you think about this, but raising the cost for people who are very good with their money and giving it to people who were blowing their money on who knows what. Yeah, and this is uh, manipulation at the worst point, at the worst possible way. Increases the bubble. The bubble comes, of course, easy credit, yeah. and, uh, and and the money's available, and it's, the easy credit is supposed to help poor people, too. But guess, guess what? People who want to build a house or move up, uh, uh, they they qualify. I'm talking about back in 2008. Yeah, because yeah. Because the 2008 bubble, is, we're still seeing the result of that the the uh, consequence of that and the zero rate uh, interest rates and has led up to this new bubble and uh, it started back there with a with a housing bubble crisis and I can remember so clearly complaining about it because of course there was the monetary inflation but there was also this this uh, redlining these evil people yeah. they were making a living they had responsibility in their job uh, to, to their investors and 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 to decency that uh, they w were making loans according to p a person's credit. And, uh, and that turned out that certain segments of a community wouldn't be able to get a loan as much as others. So it was racist. It was all kinds of things like that. So the bankers, were they were forced to make bad loans. Yeah. They, they were forced to make the bad loans, and then they got hit in those local banks where they forced all that false in, uh, lending. Uh, they go into bankruptcy. But the same thing is happening now just through uh, the various housing programs and with the inflation. and. Uh, uh, right now, though, the inflation and the problems we face today is a consequence of the solutions that they used for 2008 because the solution was zero rate of interest, uh, you know, and, and, and also to say that uh, we, we have a goal. We, yeah. we know how to take care of it because the, the economy was soft and they said well, the only you can only measure and an active economy and a healthy economy is when prices are going up, yeah. which is totally fallacious, you know. Yeah. But anyway, that was that was the theory that the professors were teaching. So the policy of the Federal Reserve had been for years: if we could only get the prices going up at two percent a year, uh, this would be health. This would mean we have a healthy economy. Yeah. And uh, guess what? They they achieved it after about ten years of zero <laughs> rate interest. And and guess what? They started down uh, uncontrolled by the Federal Reserve yeah. and you know what their you know what their main purpose is right now for the Fed is getting getting inflation 
at two percent, but this time they're trying they're trying to lower it yeah. because the inflation rate is probably ten percent, yeah. and they're struggling to get it down to to a price inflation of two percent. So yes, I think we're living right now with the exaggeration and the stupidity of the policies uh, for a long time. Yeah. But they each each cycle it is uh, theorized that each cycle gets more difficult. So this one is going to be more difficult than 08 because we're uh, you, you know reacting to the consequence of what we did. This is this follows Mises' theory. He says anytime you do something for anybody in a in an artificial way, uh, you know subsidize something uh, or solve a problem. You get you create two new ones. Well, that's good for good for bureaucrats. Good for you know, they, they they tend to like jobs like that. Yeah. They get more money. Well, as Bovard points out, <clears throat> we're not talking about chicken feed here. Let's put on this next clip from his article. I mean, this is serious. Um, I'll do the next one if you can. There we go. Uh, this is a little small. Sorry, but uh, Jim writes this surtax. Uh, no, just uh, yeah. There you go. Thanks. This surtax could amount to $60 or more per month. You say, well, that's kind of a lot. Then he says, that's equivalent to more than $20,000 over a 30-year mortgage. So basically, the government is coming and ripping $20,000 out of your pocket and giving it to people that don't qualify for houses. And uh, Jim, with his characteristic wit, writes, what will Biden's wizards uncork next? Maybe a special home buying discount for people who fizzle at least $12 a day at Starbucks. Maybe a mortgage subsidy for boneheads who spend half their income on a spiffy electric car. Actually, the new compulsory cross-subsidy is part of the Biden crusade to close the home ownership gap between black and white families. And you, you point out, Dr. Paul, that that's also what we faced in 2008 in the name of equity, forcing bad choices on people that actually don't end well. And if we can put the next one up, uh, this next clip up, Jim explains very well why it doesn't work. Jim says giving people mortgages they can't afford can ruin their lives. He says thanks to the housing crash, the median net worth of Hispanic households declined by 66% between 05 and 09, and the median net worth of black households declined by 53%. He points out, um, he quotes from the Washington Post, he says the implosion of the subprime lending market has left a scar on the finances of black Americans one that not only has wiped out a generation of economic progress, but could leave them at a financial disadvantage for decades. So back in 08, they tried to help black families who couldn't afford homes, saying, you got to buy this home. you got to buy this home. Here's some money. You want some money? And then it turns out they lost everything. So in trying to help, they actually harm these people. And one consequence of this manipulation, and it, while it's still working its way through, is that uh, prices go up and rents go up or yeah. sometimes there's the local people say hey no you can't raise the rent under these conditions so you do feel sorry for the people who are suffering the consequences of printing too much money so what, what they do is they go ahead and uh, put on price controls put controls on on rent that that was uh, the worst episode of that was in the great state of new york yeah. you know in new york city and and uh, oh guess what uh, there, there's a shortage of rent places too, and uh, and there's a shortage of taking care of those rent places, and they're run down because it doesn't come together. The market's not allowed to work, so if this is uh, 
And what Jim is talking about here is the total rejection of the market forces dealing with housing. And uh, in the past, uh, you could predict a little bit, but there's no way you can predict this now and yeah. say, well, this is going to happen because it's ongoing. Uh, the cycles are moving quicker and they're getting deeper. That is more price inflation and more crashes and more debt. More debt. In spite of trying to help people who have trouble passing their bills, every everybody is has to deal with the debt because you say, well, I've taken care of it and I still have some money in the bank and all that. Yeah, but uh, will will taxes come along and take a, take that away? Yeah. And will inflation eat up what you're, what you're doing with the debt? So the the the, the debt is uh, the debt is a big deal, but uh, you, you can't really talk about that uh, except in a political sense you know well this is a time we, you we should be raising the national debt yes but the, the congress voted this for yeah. all this spending and uh, and if if they cut anything yeah. you know there's a, a there's a political ramifications yep. for this yeah screw bloody murder <laughs> well before we go on to our final outrage of the day this is outrage thursday I do want to mention our sponsor for this month for May, and that's, of course, our friends over at 4 uh, providing all sorts of things you need to have to prepare yourself for a disaster, and it can strike at any time. Now, a lot of people have gas generators, and gas generators are fine. They're great. They fire up. But the problem is they can often be deadly. They're not as safe as people believe. You can have deadly carbon monoxide building up, seeping into your home. You can't smell it, and it can kill you. But thanks to a new generation of portable, safe, silent, and 100% fume-free generators, you can get your family safe in a crisis situation without putting them in danger. And this new technology is available to all Americans, even those who think they might not be able to afford it. And you're looking here on the screen at the <coughs> Patriot Power Generator. It comes in several different powers. You can actually add to your existing and the great thing about it, it doesn't use gas. It doesn't put out fumes. So it's not even loud. It's as quiet as a laptop, and it's so lightweight, you take it with you. It's portable. You don't plug it into your house. You don't <coughs> hardwire it to your house. And it's power enough, powerful enough, you've seen the pictures, to you power your phones, your medical devices, or even your refrigerator. Um, the good folks at 4Patriots.com will give you 10% off your first order if you use the code RON when you go to 4Patriots.com. And I will include the link here in the description of the show. So get your Patriot power generator, solar generator, go to 4patriots.com, use the code RON to get 10% off your order. Thank you for supporting our sponsors at 4patriots.com. And now, Dr. Paul, we're gonna look at something that we spend our money on. People think, oh, a little bit of, little bit of money overseas, foreign aid, that's nice. We're gonna help the poor people overseas. Well, it doesn't happen that way, and let's look this Final article up, I think it's from the Daily Caller. Here's where your money is going overseas when we get that queued up. Uh-oh, Biden administration <laughs> funds classes for transgender makeup entrepreneurs in Nepal. In Nepal. <laughs> that, and most Americans couldn't even find Nepal. I'm not even sure I could. But we've yeah, got to make sure they can have transgender makeup artists. Yeah, but, but the trick here is, for us is 
the outrage is so bad, and people can understand this. If we if we would have said, and we talk a lot of time, you know, they're taking two trillion dollars and doing this, people can't comprehend it. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to know what it is. But this is this is not a big sum of money. Yeah, yeah. Know, but but it's still an outrage. It can stir up an outrage because it all adds up. People figure, oh yeah, it could add up because of the stupidity of of, uh, of subsidizing this. But when I saw this, I have to confess uh, to our viewers <laughs> that I was a little slow on it, and I had to come to you to get this explained <laughs> to get this explained to me. So there were there was this uh, transgender makeup entrepreneurs in Nepal. So the first, the, where why are we in Nepal? Of course, uh, yeah, that's just part of our foreign policy. But um, and then it said uh, we they were going to uh, encourage entrepreneurs. And what was it was a makeup entrepreneurs? Oh, I thought it was, <clears throat> I thought it was a fake entrepreneur. They really weren't entrepreneurs. They were just labeling themselves as being fancy entrepreneurs. But you had to make sure that I knew and understood <laughs> that they're training people to put on makeup of transgender people. <laughs> I thought, holy man, you know, if you're looking for an outrage, this has to be. Even if it is only a few thousand dollars here and there, soon it'll. Have up to a million dollars <laughs> yeah it will and not only that it will it's, it's not going to engender the people of this country uh, kindly to the US now this is a country I was just looking as we were talking here the GDP per capita of Nepal is one thousand two hundred and eight dollars it's lower even than Bangladesh this is a country that is struggling to survive struggling to eat struggling to put food on the table and instead of going <laughs> Instead of going over there helping with, with that, and I'm sure we're helping with a lot of that, we're going over there saying, hey, we can import something in the U.S. that is considered a very fringe perspective, and we can endorse it and support it there. Look at this next clip. This is from that article, and this is where they're using our taxpayer dollars to teach makeup artists for transgender entrepreneurs in Nepal. And if you go to the next one, this is from the article. And this is how these bureaucracies hide, Dr. Paul. They hide with all of these different titles and offices and bureaus. But this one says the grant was authorized by the Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs. It began in April and will end in May. Its aim is to increase mutual understanding between the people of the U.S. and the people of other countries by means of educational and cultural exchange. You know, we've seen a lot of countries who do not want to have this kind of cultural exchange with the U.S. And again, we don't care what people do <coughs> in their own homes, but we do care what people do when the money is stolen from our homes to give to them to do it. You know, they talk a lot about accurate identification. And uh, in the old days, if you lied on an application uh, about your background and where you're from and that sort of thing, you could get into a little trouble. But I'm, I'm amazed about this sort of thing. You know, I have to just study this stuff better. State Department has also announced on March of 2022 that citizens could choose X. Hmm. Oh, X is what? Uh, you know, X and Y and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think. Choose X as their gender. And, but uh, there is no gender like that. <laughs> you know, but, but if you say that, that gets you into trouble. So, uh, so the government is demanding, don't, this is shocking, demanding that people lie, lie yeah. to themselves and, and the whole world, that uh, I'm a nobody, I'm just an ex, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's one of the big problems that I 
try to concentrate on is that, you know, empires really depend on increasing the uh, magnitude of the lying. Yeah. <clears throat> now, and now there's this, this type of lying. But the worst thing is it's lying to a generation of people yeah. who having a, a now a lot of remorse about, oh, maybe we should have done that. It's, I don't know why we did this. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, and this this is uh, this is something that you know could be solved by people being a little bit more straightforward with themselves, you know, and and facing up to the fact that uh, wealth doesn't come out of the thin air. Yeah. We all know it comes out of a out of a Federal Reserve computer. Exactly. You know? So, well, <laughs> it, it, it is a shame, but it looks like this stuff is going to be around for a while. But more and more people are getting disgusted. And I do believe this will be <clears throat> important in the campaign uh, in, in this next year. Yeah, it should be. And, you know, I don't think <laughs> most Americans are aware of how much that woke agenda is pouring into our foreign aid programs, pouring in overseas. And it's making a lot of countries angry at the U.S. and hate us. And actually, if you don't like Russia, this is just fuel to Russia's fire because it's saying, look, while they're exporting this stuff, we're trying to have traditional values here. And uh, so they're actually helping them. But let's put this next one up because it's not just a couple of thousand here and a couple of thousand there to put on some makeup. It's a lot more than that. And this is from that Daily Caller article. The Biden administration offered $500,000 in a grant to teach the English language in Pakistan. That sounds okay, whatever, you know, if you're going to spend it. But the program promotes, quote, intensive professional development courses for Pakistani transgender youth from the ages of 13 to 25, according to the notice of funding. So we're spending a half a million dollars to indoctrinate kids of 13 years old on transgender issues. That's wonderful. In 2022, the State Department announced, quote, an open competition for organizations interested in submitting applications for projects which have the goal to provide lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex communities. Funding program was between 750 and one and a half million again in a gazillion dollar budget like we have it's just a drop in the bucket but again it's just showing people overseas that this is a decadent country yes and it's universal where they will go to try to get their views across and uh, we do know that it's in the schools and then the parents are starting to wake up to this parents should be in charge of their kids not the uh, school teachers unions yeah. that, that dictate all these uh, nonsensical rules <clears throat> but there was a story this there's a little bit of optimism here uh, although it's so it's still discouraging 12 year old stands up to school board after he was kicked out of class for uh, for saying on his t-shirt only two genders oh, oh that is that is subversive so time. subversive he says, I have been told that my shirt was targeting a protected class. And not him, though. He yeah. wasn't in the protected class. <laughs> who, who is this protected class? Are, are their feelings more important than my rights? Yeah, they, they said that somebody came and complained about his shirt. That they, they were making, his shirt was making them feel uncomfortable. So <laughs> what do they do? They go and take away somebody else's rights yeah. as if you can transfer a rights and when they're into something that doesn't qualify as a right. Yeah. So, uh, but he went and held his own. Uh, his dad had to come pick him up from school 
and uh, I don't have the final solution there, but just the fact that this yeah. is this is occurring and putting a 12-year-old, you know, uh, the, the one thing uh, uh, he said when he went before that, he says, this is made, you know, he was just a just a kid making a statement. He says, I never thought my shirt would have me come here. Yeah. He says, this makes me feel very uncomfortable. Now, that's real discomfort. Yeah, yeah. Intimidating and telling the kid that he's nuts and he's going to get kicked out of school and he has to go and talk to a bunch of people to the, to the school board unions, you know, so often. Yeah. So that, that is a shame. Well, there is a good solution. It's called the Ron Paul curriculum because <laughs> I would never let my kids in that situation. But I'm going to close out. Uh, it is the end of the week for me. Dr. Paul, you've got to come back tomorrow with Chris, but I'm, uh, it's the end of the week for me, just by reminding you to get your tickets. We're less than a month away from our Houston conference. It's a beautiful hotel, delicious breakfast brunch, great speakers. Dr. Paul will be speaking. I'll be speaking. Jordan Schacht will be speaking. We have a couple of other speakers that are going to be there. Um, it's going to be a great event, a great time. Again, we've kept the prices at last year's prices despite inflation, uh, but we do want to have all of you there. So I will include a link uh, in the uh, about section of today's show. You can also go to ronpaulinstitute.org and there's a little link on top of the right-hand section of the, of, the, uh, of the page. And so we look forward to seeing you in less than a month. Dr. Very Paul. good. And I'm looking forward to the conference. There are always great events. And I, I want to make a, a point once again about uh, trying to get people to understand that telling the truth is very helpful. But the, the, question, the question is, or the answer really is, nobody has a perfect knowledge of the truth. And I don't believe that is the case. But there are some people who seem to have uh, assumed that they have a perfect understanding of, of, the, uh, of the nihilism that they teach. And, and they make up the truth. They're the, the purveyors of, of uh, lies and innuendos and then these new societies because they substitute truth-telling with something that is made up and uh, supports their political system. So that is uh, something that has to be addressed someday because uh, right now I think we've drifted a long way from the sentiment of our founders of this country that tried to put these views into the Constitution and worried about it being viable if the people you know, reject the moral standards that you need to live in a free society. So we work hard at the Liberty Report to try to seek out and do our best to understand what is true about these things and explain really that uh, the solution isn't that difficult. And uh, the, 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 well, the one thing is, is uh, if you seek peace and prosperity with uh, the principles of individual liberty, it's not complex. You just can't use aggression against people. You can't hurt people and steal their stuff. But the second half of that is you can't allow the government or encourage the government to do the same thing and think that you can rake off the top and have your special interests or have the lobbyists take care of individuals. The poor people are trapped because they're in the middle of this grinder, but the ones who are running the show, they don't seem to suffer the consequences even when the market's turned down. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.